Hi, Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really... Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I, I do? I've been more terrible things the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Welcome into the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jim Sears, along with my sister, certified health coach, Hayden Sears. How are you doing? Good. Hi. All righty. And along with our little brother, sound man, Matthew Sears. What is up? Hey, Matt. Hey, man. This is episode 1009-er. And uh, <laughs> I, I announced that at the begin- before we hit record, and Matt goes, oh, nine, niner? Really? I'm like... Talking on a walkie-talkie. Yes. Well, it, it, you know, it. I, don't, I think I only figured that out just a few years ago. Why do they say nine or not nine? And it, I actually figured it out. I think I was on a fuzzy phone call. And they used, you know, back in the day, uh, they were on fuzzy radio communication. And nine, if it's fuzzy, sometimes it gets glossed. You, you don't get that word. Um, but a fuzzy niner is unmistakable. I don't even know what you guys are talking so, about. No, no. So it's along the lines of why they use like Alpha, Bravo, yeah, Alpha, yeah. Bravo, okay. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, all right. Well, we're here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting <laughs> and hopefully help you through some of those moments that aren't quite so joyful. We are going to have a fun time today. We got an interesting guest that we'll talk about in a second, but don't forget to find us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, along on the internet. Uh, AskDrSears.com slash podcast. And if you're listening, that means you probably like the show. So please uh, give us a review, some thumbs up, tell your friends, share it with your family, share it uh, any any anybody you know that you think might enjoy this podcast. Just shout it on the street corners. Yes. Yeah. Get, you know, wear one of those boards. Get one of those great. boards in front of Chick-fil-A and like, <laughs> yeah. spin it around. Good exercise. <laughs> Get out in the sun. <laughs> All right. So... Um, the uh, the other guys in the studio, Matt and Hayden, you may be wondering why I didn't hand out a show outline this morning. Um, We're so in the dark <laughs> of what's going <laughs> Normally, on. Normally, I'm really, really organized, and I do most of my show prep for this show on Monday mornings um, and uh, before I go into the office. And the problem is, yesterday morning, I got a call from CNN saying, hey, can you be on, uh, can you be on a segment tomorrow, today, this morning? Mm-hmm. So instead of spending some time researching about for the podcast, I had to uh, do a lot of show prep for CNN. Sorry, podcast. It's a, okay. it's a little bigger, little bigger audience. And so, so I spent a few hours. And I'm a perfectionist. So once I start looking and reading articles, I kind of go down rabbit holes. And you know, I eventually I have this huge stack of of research for for a, a <laughs> two minute sec- segment. You know, and. Um, so anyway, so I, I literally, I was in the office in the morning doing that. Then I saw patients. And then after hours, I was uh, probably in the in the office till about 8 last night, finishing that up, sent my little outline to the, the producer, and then uh, came home. Uh, Jessica had made a wonderful chicken rice soup, and it was so, so, so good. Mm. Anyway, so I had that, and and then I'm in bed, and boom, and then suddenly up, uh, I had, had an alarm set for four in the morning. I had to drive up to L.A. Oh, oh boy. Driving to L.A. is, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's uh, special. You know, I spoke, they wanted me there at 6.30. So um, it's a, usually with no traffic, it's about an hour drive. Mm-hmm. The problem is if you want to get there at 6.30, uh, leaving at 5.30 with the traffic, it's going to take you an hour and 45 minutes. So mm-hmm. now if I left, if I left early enough to get there, 
there to only be an hour drive, I'm going to get there an hour mm-hmm. early. Yeah. So <laughs> whether I sit in traffic or sit in a Denny's parking lot up in Hollywood, it, you know, eh, yeah. I don't know, half a dozen of one, six of the other. So I elected to leave early. Here's the caveat. <laughs> we have a sick teenager at home. Oh, she's no. missed two. This is her second day of school. She's missed. So the um, the uh, I last night when I went to bed, I'm like, should I sleep downstairs? I really need a good night's sleep. She may be up. She may wake us up. You know, and I'm gonna have to get up at four anyways. Yeah, I'll take a chance. And you know, at one o'clock this morning, I regretted that mm. decision, not being downstairs in the quiet, quiet guest room. So I was up at one o'clock, and then again at three. Aww. And so at three, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna just go for it. Just get up early <laughs> and uh, make some coffee. Get on the road, and uh, like I said, I, I pulled into a Denny's parking lot five <laughs> minutes down uh, off of uh, Sunset Boulevard from CNN, and sat there and uh, took a little nap and went over my notes. But it was a good, 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 uh, good segment. Yeah. You talked about. You guys want to know? What yeah, talked, it but totally, it's actually I quite really interesting. Do. There's spoiler a spoiler alert. <laughs> well, it's already been on. It was oh, okay. on. It was on this was, morning. It was live oh, on cool. HLN Headline News. Um, and um, we were talking about a new study that was came out looking at screen time in kids, uh, the, the deleterious effects of too much screen mm-hmm. time. Um, and this, most of the studies that have been done on this are, have been on kind of older kids and teens. And we, you know, we know there's so many physical behavior and cog- cognitive uh, negative effects to excessive screen time. Uh, but this study looked at younger kids, toddlers, and essentially they found that the, these kids, uh, and they looked at two-year-olds and three-year-olds, and this is a big study and up, done up in Canada, um, uh, 2,500 moms and kids uh, all looked at what who was getting how much screen time, but the more screen time these toddlers got, the less the lower their scores on developmental tests uh, a couple years later. Um, now you're thinking, well, what? of course. Does that, does that sounds like a no-brainer, right? Did they really <laughs> need to even study? But, but it was actually quite significant, and 25% of these children were actually d- developmentally not ready for school entry at age five, um, thanks to, partly and thanks to all this... Uh, Extra, extra screen time, and uh, we, you know, I, I, for me, I think this is, should be a wake up call to parents. The uh, the study sh- found that when they looked at, at least the three year olds, these three year olds were averaging over four, three and a half hours of screen time every day. Mm. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time, you know, and um, you know, and that's a key time for the toddler's mental and physical de- de- development, and uh, we know. Uh, um, if the suppose you take a three year old and they're going to put him in front of a screen for three and a half hours, what are they not doing? Right, they're yeah. not yes. out riding, you know, riding their toys, chasing their friends, throwing the ball, and playing and playing with their pets. And there's so many things they're not doing mm-hmm. when they're just sitting there zonked in front of the screen. So um, there seems to be this magical number for the younger kids if they uh, if they keep it under an hour. Um, they don't really see any negative cognitive effects. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's as if those kids don't have any screen time at all in terms of the negative effects. Uh, once you hit over an hour, the, the effects start to build up. Uh, we got vision problems, uh, uh, the movement problems, coordination, uh, agility, uh, decreased sleep. It hurts the sleep and even brain development. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think 
Back when we were kids, you'd watch mm-hmm. TV, and maybe you're too close, but you were never that close. But mm-hmm. when you you give a toddler a uh, a cell a, a, a phone a, or a phone device, or, a, or a, yeah. a tablet, they're they're watching it six inches away. Mm. So a, a three year old, if they're spending three and a half hours watching something six inches away from them, and I'm sitting, I don't know why I'm. I know we're my watching phone. Jim with his phone. <laughs> like, right in I, front I, of his I face. didn't do this on TV, you know. <laughs> yet on the podcast, I am. I remember when I'm doing the interview, I thought, you know, I should pull my my phone out and kind of do this, you know, mimic it. But anyways, I didn't. But um, I'll take there, a picture. <laughs> yeah, do it. Wait, do it again because I'm going to be cross-eyed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. But that was my point. You know, if you, you, you have a toddler spending three hours in a, in a near point vision, you know, that takes its toll on the eye muscles. And, um, and then all that powerful, the high energy blue light coming off the screen is not good for the retina. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see... Um, an increase in macular degeneration as these kids get older. So, um, and then th- that blue light um, suppresses sleep. It suppresses melatonin, which is vital for sleep. Mm-hmm. So, and then brain ve- brain development. We're we're seeing language delays, focus problems, ADD. I mean, you just you just it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So, um, is there a solution? Yay, of course there is. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're as a pediatrician, we're trying to emphasize that screen to, screen time should be thought of as kind of like junk food. Mm-hmm. A little bit is is fine, you know, a nice little treat, but you can't overdo it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that tablet makes a great babysitter, but, um, and, you know, and it gives, you know, busy moms or tired moms a little break and a time or to take dads. a shit. Or dad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt. It, that is, uh, <laughs> you tend to be the, the one that takes He's, the brunt of the toddler <laughs> energy toddler in your jokes, house yeah. sometimes. Matt but, has uh, a four-year-old you know, if you're, and he's amazing. <laughs> if you're trying to take a shower, sometimes that screen is yeah. the only way you're able mm-hmm. to make it happen. But um, but if you, you know, if you really want to help your child's development, um, you're going to keep it below an hour, and then you're going to do other things. You're going to play games, go to the park, play dates, read to them, um, even, hey, take a little trip to the animal shelter. You know, yeah. it's a kind of a fun thing for kids. And yeah, then, and uh, I think, I think you know, I'm, I have three kids. My youngest is eight at this point, so I'm, um, you know, don't, don't use my tablets as babysitters anymore, but, like, there's no mom guilt in that, that. It's just how it is. That's oftentimes how I got showers. But I think it is important for parents to know the statistic and the dangers of it so that it helps motivate not overusing it because <laughs> it, yeah. it is so useful. It it's, can be tempting to just leave them there. They're happy. You're happy. Everybody's happy in the moment. But um, yes, thanks, Jim, yes, for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. really, really important. Being, being aware of the the fact that you want to try not to overdo it will will help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and one of the things one of those things you can do is actually have a what's called a media plan mm-hmm. and this can be individual to the to the to the uh the family um but uh, essentially it, you know have limits uh that you stick to and I, I told the interviewer today that, you know, if you don't want to be the bad parent or the mean parent, you mm-hmm. know, um, the bad guy, uh, blame it on the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Dr. Jim said you can only have the screen for an hour. Sorry. Yeah, you know, sorry. It's not me. If it was up to me, I'd let you have it all day. Yeah, but Dr. So Jim, he's being the, the grouch. You know, oh, I do that all grouch. the time with my, with my <laughs> kids, just so yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, sorry, Uncle Jim said. So, <laughs> uh, so um, and stick to those, you know. Um, and then uh, have little screen-free zones in the child's life, whether it's mealtimes or... Or one day on the weekend, some top point where they live to learn, learn to live without their their uh, mm-hmm. their screen in front of them. Um, for even if it's just a couple minutes for a dinner time, yeah, or short something. car rides, mm-hmm. yeah, all those. Yeah. And then device curfews. 
Uh, and that's uh, that's really helps with sleep. Is mm-hmm. uh, you know if you uh, one hour before before bedtime, uh, just the devices go away and uh, you do some snuggle time or an, uh, read a book uh, with paper paper pages paper <laughs> pages books. Um, you know, and if you do that, I I firmly believe your kids will have an advantage uh, over the kids that don't mm-hmm. uh, don't have uh, a good specific media plan. That's so. cool. One thing I do. Um, if I need to, you know, buy twenty minutes of of you know, toddler free time to make dinner or whatever, uh, I'll I'll put on a movie and we have a little trampoline, an indoor trampoline mm-hmm. that's in the living room that I say if you want to watch the movie, you got to be bouncing hey. on the trampoline. I like that. <clears throat> and I like, hey, that's awesome. That's pretty yeah, good. Really so keeps him moving and exercising. And I mm-hmm. like that. You should hook it up somehow that if he stops bouncing, <laughs> no, maybe he, he yeah. <laughs> hooked up to a generator so he produces electricity <laughs> to run the thing. That's you know? funny. You know, that actually reminds me. There was a time I got a, a Nordic track. Uh, I think I had actually, Dad gave me his old mm-hmm. one. This was, yeah. this was uh, almost 20 years ago. But I would go into the garage and do my Nordic track, but I'd, Watch movies while I do it because I, you know, I'd sit in Nordic track for a good mm-hmm. hour. So I'd maybe watch it back in the days of DVDs. Uh-huh. Those are little discs, Hayden, little that discs. you put in a machine. And you actually watch movies <laughs> oh, back I know this. before you could. <clears throat> I know this. Let's tease could, Matt um, about that. Download. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the uh, and so I, I would watch so many great movies. You know, I'd probably take me two days to watch one movie. I'd watch the first half on mm-hmm. one day, the next day go in there, and I got great workouts. Well, one day, so I'm in the garage usually early in the morning, maybe even still dark outside. And uh, I'm watching um, uh, the I See Dead People movie. Oh. What was movie was that? The um, Sixth Sense. Yeah, Sixth the Sixth Sense. Sense. Right? Did you see that? Yeah. Did you? Well, obviously. Well, I I didn't never finish the movie because I'm doing <laughs> the Nordic track, and in probably what in the, within the first ten fifteen minutes, he's walking through the hallway, and you see this shadow kind of flash behind him. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what was that? And I'm looking behind me, and I'm like, you know, totally freaked out. And uh, I'm like, that's it. I'm putting on like Caddyshack or something like that. And I've never ever revisited never a Sixth it. Sense. So <laughs> it's a good movie. I'm just watch uh, the man, those movies with the jumps and the starts and the startles, the those the, you know, <laughs> psychological thrillers. I just don't. I don't do well with those no, me neither. at all. So um, hey, we got a couple of good questions. I'm gonna actually tease our guests for later on. And if you're like many parents and have uh, maybe sleep problems with some of your kids, younger ones. You are going to want to stick around because we have a great guest. She is a essentially. We, she doesn't want to call her a. She calls herself a what a family, a family, a family wellness, wellness coach. Coach, yes. but she has some excellent advice when it comes to your kids and sleep and how to maybe get out of some ruts. And uh, so I'm looking forward to talking with her uh, later on in the show. But this question is this is one of the questions we're going to ask. Our answer, um, it, it came from one of our listeners. Uh, is my two-and-a-half-year-old moving a ton in their sleep a sign of a problem? Uh, parentheses, nutritional sleep, nutritional deficit or a chiropractic needed question mark. So that uh, interesting, you know, and I've, yeah, we've <laughs> had kids uh, tum- tossing and turning in our sleep. And, uh, and um, even last night, uh, no, two nights ago, uh, my wife, I Got a terrible night's sleep because she had a tossing and turning 13-year-old mm. next to her while I was downstairs in the guest room, um, as I should have been last night as well. Anyway, so um, so we'll answer that. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, it is time for Comments with Hayden. 
And um, here you go. Here's the comments. Actually, I'll just I'll just yeah. read these. <laughs> There's I got a couple ones. You should read them in Hayden's voice. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess. Do it, please do it. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to. This one is on our Instagram page, uh, Doctor Sears Family Podcast. This is from Kristen Calendar. Her comment is, "Thank you. You're welcome. Aww. Thank you. That's very well. Thank you're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> Kristen. Thank you very much." Um, and we've got another one from Steve M. He goes, oh, speaking of treadmills, I was on the treadmill this morning. This We literally just got this comment a couple minutes ago. I was on the treadmill this morning watching Morning Express, and you came on. That must be the HLN oh, yeah. show. Very cool. You're looking fit and had a great, great message. Nice work. Hmm. Well done. How right. affirming. So I, am, I, am, I am feeling fit, too. Good. You know what? Uh, so that was... Uh, Good comments. Mm-hmm. That was comments <laughs> with Hayden. Why do you always read them and call the segment comments I know, I, with Hayden? Well, the problem is, I was the one that gathered the comments. I know. I and forgot, I forgot to, to email them to you. We're Hayden. not as organized but, um, this morning as usual. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, we yeah. have no, no normally don't have our, our usual um, outline yeah. and and stuff. So. I, uh, it's funny. I've got this empty shake package here, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Why is this sitting on here?" This was going to remind me of something. <laughs> now, let me go back to this morning. I, like I said, I'd been up since three, uh, you know, an hour and a half drive up to CNN, and I, I was tired, and uh, I actually took a little, a brief, brief nap mm-hmm. uh, in the Denny's parking lot on Sunset and the One Hundred and One. I almost missed an accident. No, <gasps> I literally, literally it. It, uh, I saw it happen. Two cars crashed, oh, going up the five, you know, cruising along. And, um, you know, kind of everybody was fine and, and they got out, but kind of the, the vehicles were mushed. But um, I, uh, I was thinking as I got through the – I only had about a two-minute delay, luckily. I mean, if I had been even five minutes later, Ugh. I would have been sitting in bumper – stopped. Not even just bumper to bumper track, but they were stopped behind wow. – as they uh, as they try to clear the the two vehicles, but anyway, so I got up there, and um, it's funny uh, knowing that I'm gonna have to be energetic and alert at seven a.m. Um, but yet I have a, a two hour hour and a half two hour drive, and so I'm leaving at four ish. And what am I gonna eat? Mm-hmm. That was the big question. What am I gonna have? Do I eat now? And but then I'm gonna be. So I have a secret, and it, it, it helped me so much this morning, is um, I, have, uh, I make a shake. And um, I know we've talked about Juice Plus in the past here, but I'm going to plug it again. They make a shake called Complete, and this is literally, I call this my secret weapon, mm-hmm. um, because it is, uh, you know, I've tried a lot of shakes out there, mm-hmm. and almost uh, just about, uh, let me clarify, Every single shake that I have seen, except for this one and one other, there's always something in it that mm-hmm. I go, oh, mm-hmm. you know, but there's, you know, there's, there's not much sugar. Oh, but there, but there's, there's, you know, there's yeah, the like, sucralose, oh. the, the mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners, or oh, or maybe there isn't much sugar, but oh, but there's a there's, lot of that, and, and, and that, some yeah. of the there's, some of the ingredients are not that great. Um, uh, this one, literally every ingredient. Is it's just like if I were to come up, try to come create the perfect food, mm-hmm. this would be it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's first off, it's fast, it tastes good. You just mix it with a little milk and a shaker bottle, and it tastes like chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't taste like a, some weird green grass <laughs> thing that, mm-hmm. uh, or there's uh, a vanilla one too. 
Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I like the chocolate better, but you know, so to each his own. Yeah. Um, the vanilla is great if you're going to mix uh, mix some fruit in there, uh-huh, make an actual like smoothie. smoothie. But for me, I needed to kind of just I was on the go, and I took a little packet. And um, you know, there's some just a, a, a nice amount of protein, some good fiber. Fiber's mm-hmm. key to make you help you feel full and actually to feed your pro, your gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. They need fiber to to. So if you you make them happy with some good fiber in your meal. You will, uh, you will, um, you will be in a good mood and feel energetic. So, I uh, about an hour before my news hit. That's a, 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 a technical term, <laughs> a, a business term for a uh, my news hit uh, was at seven. Actually, it was supposed to be seven. Turned to seven thirty. But anyways, I, I I did my shake, and uh, man, I just was like, yes, feeling good and charged and energetic and. Um, I'm actually still feeling that. I you know, know that you was, walked in. I felt your yeah, energy. It yeah, was yeah. fantastic. So um, I need to have one of those shakes. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, if somebody and I do this, I do one or two of these shakes a day, mm-hmm. um, especially if I've, especially after after the holidays, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for just you know I want to kind of detox and clean up and and you know not eat holiday food yeah. and you know I will kind of switch out some of my meals. I'll sometimes even have lunch, uh, breakfast at one of these shakes. Lunch um, uh, and uh, and then just have a nice dinner and within a couple of days I am feeling mm-hmm. so kind of refreshed yeah, and detoxed. Like you're back and, in the zone. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know even the nice thing about the shake it, it doesn't have any fat in it, so you can kind of add the if you don't want fat you don't have to, but mm-hmm. you can add your own. I add a little nut butter if I want or some oil, yeah. coconut oil. Sometimes I'll add, but um, I mean literally these. Um, it's a it's a low low processed soy protein and chickpea protein, pea protein, mm-hmm. um, some great proteins. And as soon as I mention soy, be oh wait wait wait. So I try to get away from <gasps> soy. Um, uh, the, you know, it's debatable, but the, this is low, um, the, the bad soy is the soy that's processed Mm -hmm. and this is the other kind of soy that's not processed. It's just a nice basic soy protein. And then it's got, um, a little actual, just good old fashioned sugar and some stevia. And then it's got a bunch of good fiber and then all the other ingredients are just good stuff. We've got broccoli sprouts, alfalfa sprouts, radish sprouts. And, you know, I had no idea this stuff was in there. Yeah. You know, because it just literally, it tastes like chocolate milk uh-huh. to me. It looks like chocolate milk powder. Um, where are we? Uh, amaranth, uh, some quinoa, some millet, some, a little bit of calcium, um, some pumpkin powder, pomegranate powder, spirulina powder, yucca, mushroom powder. And then um, there's a couple of B vitamins in there. And, uh, and that's it. Yeah. You know, there's just not a bunch of fillers and weird stuff and stuff that you can't pronounce. And uh, it's just, like I said, if I uh, were going to try to kind of create this perfect food, the Juice Plus Complete Powder would mm-hmm. be uh, about as close as I had yeah. ever come to. And my so. kids love it. We have it almost every, almost every morning. If not, then after school snack. That's I know we've cool. talked about this before, but I like how they instead of putting in all the like individual vitamins and synthesized mm-hmm. vitamins, whatever. Yeah, uh, they actually just put the the vegetable powders, which provide those vitamins mm-hmm. in a, a real natural food form. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's. Uh, I just can't say enough about this, and I try. <laughs> I travel with one of these packets. You know, yeah, when I go me to, too. When I go to a talk, uh, sometimes the organizers will say, "You know, what do you need?" And uh, I'll go, "Can you just bring like a, a, a shaker a, bottle?" A, well, I'll bring my own shaker bottle, <laughs> oh. but I'll, can you just bring? Because I can't travel with like a milk. Oh yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. I'll. Do you can bring some almond milk or coconut milk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And they'll, they're like, why? Oh, just so I can make my shake before I give my talk. And uh, so I do that. It, once I forgot to ask, and so I actually mix it with water, thinking, uh-huh. oh, this is going to be okay. It's actually, I don't it's know if you ever too bad. It's yeah. actually pretty darn good. I uh-huh. actually liked it, um, especially if, for some reason, room temperature water. Um, oh. it, it, uh, when I've tried it with cold water, it, it, sometimes it doesn't mix as well, but this is room temperature water, and it was actually... Uh, I was like, wow, this is pretty darn good, uh, even just with water. So nice. um, there's my secret weapon. If any of you know, want to know why I'm so energetic, uh, it's because of that. Okay. And that was random Juice Plus promotion with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I, just, I just get on a... <clears throat> I actually, Jim, I noticed how like energetic you were this morning, so I'm glad you mentioned that. How funny. You're like, like, what are you on, like, Jim? <laughs> I need some of that. <laughs> he did just come back from Hollywood. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So before we get to our guests, let's do our, our uh, food swap of the day. Food, food swap. Food swap. Um, now, here's the thing. Uh, we don't actually have a food swap. <laughs> but I, uh, when I was researching this morning, I got to the studio, a f- this studio, a few minutes early. I thought, you know, I'm going to f- look up a food swap. Um, so I Googled food swap. And um, actually got myself signed up for uh, an actual food swap. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm. It's um, well, apparently uh, somebody's going to show up with, at my house tomorrow evening with some meatloaf, <laughs> and I'm supposed to and I'm supposed to give them um, something else. Um, you think I'm kidding? This is actually a thing. There are food swap networks. That uh, and I'm looking at the pictures, and it looks like it's it's kind of like a a, a party. People kind of come, and they you know you you show up with say five meatloafs, and you go home with <laughs> like five uh, pots of you like go home cans with of chili like, or whatever. Right, one can of chili or one thing of chili <laughs> with some sloppy Joe and some tuna casserole. Kind of cool. Wow, you know? that's and really interesting. That's a cool way to get some variety in yeah. your dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, that. Huh. And and of course a you know creepy online <laughs> random right I but. know yeah. well they obviously I think you're you're gonna they vet you somehow yeah you sign up like kind of like a meetup group or something. Like yeah, yeah a random Craigslist yeah. post no right <laughs> yeah do not do food swaps on Craigslist but, um, but I think it's kind of cool and uh, all the it looks like it's very um, uh, natural like the website looks like uh, people would be mm-hmm. using natural ingredients and whatnot so hey. So, anyways, That's I'll tell you how the meatloaf is tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. <When> we, <laughs> yeah, call me. Call me when you're done with that. I'm nervous for you. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, before we get to our guests, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the Doctor Sears Family Podcast has been brought to you by Fruits and Veggies. Since the dawn of man. Fruits and veggies have been an important part of a balanced breakfast. Some fruits and veggies are the perfect first food for your baby. Fruits and veggies can be hidden in a smoothie so so that your kids don't even know they're consuming them. They think it's a chocolate shake. Fruits and veggies has been medically proven to reduce many types of cancer, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, COPD, diabetes, premature death, obesity, bone loss, aging, neurodegenerative diseases, and many more, including arthritis, glaucoma, macular macular degeneration, cataracts, acne, etc., etc., etc. For some, their only exposure to fruits and veggies is at halftime at their children's soccer game. Ask your doctor if fruits and veggies is right for you or anyone in your family. Warning, fruits and veggies is not for everyone, especially those with an allergy to being healthy. Side effects may include increased energy, better vision, longer life, younger looking skin, decreased risks of cancer, 
less sinus infections, faster muscle recovery after vigorous exercise, improved blood flow to vital parts of the body, including your brain, heart, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> Consistent bowel movements, increased libido. What's a libido? Uh, nothing. Never mind. Better memory, attention, and immune function. Fruits and veggies is available pretty much anywhere, even in your own backyard. Best health effects are when fruits and veggies are consumed as 9 to 13 servings a day. Be sure to talk to your doctor before starting fruits and veggies. Or just eat a bunch of them anyways, without asking. They're good. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I am so excited for our guests that we have on. Um, first of all, I have to say she has become a dear, dear friend. We met about seven years ago. Uh, we're both young moms and just connected and um, we both have such a similar passion for helping families be the healthiest possible and I was so thrilled to be able to link arms with her and kind of journey on this life and this parenting thing together. So um, I'm going to read her bio because she's amazing. Brandy Hadfield is the creator of The Dream Method and has certified hundreds of sleep educators across the globe in her holistic approach. Certified with the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute as a health and wellness coach and accredited with Attachment Parenting International, who she actually is now the president of Attachment Parenting Canada, Brandy uses a variety of tools to empower your intuition. The challenges of parenting are a catalyst for personal growth. With Brandy, you will build your emotional intelligence, refine your self-care practices, and parent with joy and live life with love. Welcome, Brandy. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Great. So you are calling from Canada, right? <laughs> I'm calling from the country Canada. Yes. Yeah, up, way up north there. And if uh, if uh, the, if the connection gets a little bit fuzzy at times, I, I hear you're in the middle of a big, big blizzard. I heard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm jealous. Easier here. Like how much snow uh, is how much how much <laughs> snow is sitting in the driveway right now? Is it like a, a good foot or so or what? Oh yeah, like a foot of my driveway. There's a couple feet of snow, oh. and there's supposed to be like. Like two more feet falling today. <laughs> nice, nice, man. I miss. I used to go out when you know the night when it starts snowing. I just just work all evening, get, keeping the driveway clear, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, uh-huh. I, I miss snow. <laughs> uh, some of the time, although um, it was nice to be able to go surfing yesterday. Yeah, but. I bet. I so I <laughs> was a, probably it was five years ago because I just got the alert on my Facebook page. Um, it was about four or five years ago. I went to. Canada to with Brandy. We did some health and nutrition mm-hmm. talks together. It was fantastic. And it was right after a huge storm mm-hmm. and there was snow everywhere. And I was in heaven. I was so excited to be there. And everyone there was just done. They're just done. You were so cute. You were like, take my pictures. You yeah. Like, yeah. I was yeah. out in the middle of the snow. How funny. So. Well, I've, I got quite a few questions to uh, from listeners to that we're going to go through. I'm just going to tease them. I'm not going to read the whole question. I'm going to tease them. We got okay. a, uh, a two and a half year old that's uh, apparently moving around, a very active sleeper, moving around a lot in the bed. And, and uh, mom wants to know if there's maybe some sort of nutritional thing going on. Um, my, one of my kids was like that, so mm-hmm. I got some advice on that. Um, and another uh, question about uh, what to do when the two parents don't agree on sleeping arrangements. Specifically, the father does not want to bed share. And then uh, this other one, this is, it looks like a, uh, they, they just gave the birthday. It looks like about a nine-month-old that's waking up between three and eight times a night and won't go back to sleep unless mom nurses them. 
And uh, mm-hmm. everybody's getting very, very, very tired. Yes. So <laughs> I get that. I get that question a lot. So I'm glad we're going to talk about mm-hmm. those. But um, Brandy, real before we get into those, um, Hayden mentioned that you uh, have the health coach certification from the Dr. Sears mm-hmm. Wellness Institute. How have you used that certification to kind of further your own personal mission or even your career as a as a coach? Mm-hmm. Well, it is what I learned through the, the program is part of my dream method, actually. So it, it was a huge component to, I realized, like, you know, there's, there's many sleep trainers out there, and I realized we needed something different. We needed a complete alternative, like, okay, it doesn't have to be sleep, train, or suffer. So what what's a total alternative? And I realized that everything I was learning through your dad, um, through attachment parenting, through nutrition, um, through lifestyle and how we think and the words that we choose and all of that is exactly the answer that I needed as a mom. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's been a huge, a huge part of what I teach. Oh, that's great. And you call it the dream method. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, um, what does the dream method stand for? Yeah, oh, oh it's is an it acronym. A, as an acronym. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Hey, hey. I mean, if it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a way to like have good dreams or something. Dream, the dream <laughs> method. <laughs> how did you think of that name? Who knows how it will evolve over <laughs> over time. Um, so yeah, so I've definitely incorporated what I've learned through the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute into my dream method. So it'll make sense in a moment. But the D is for do drop delegate and decide when. So that's all about like curating your life with baby because culturally we tend to think that we have this baby and it's just going to fit into the life that we've jam-packed with activities and things and commitments. And so it's about like learning how to reformat your life essentially to make space for this baby Um, because when you have these expectations and the reality is (laughs) babies take a lot. Um, that can be stressful. And then the R is for being realistic, like realistic about realistic expectations about how babies sleep, where babies like to sleep, why they sleep the way they do. Um, and then the E is for how we eat. Like we don't pay enough attention to that. And we think if we don't realize that what we put into our bodies affects how we manage the sleep deprivation and and our moods and all of that. And then also E stands for exercise and emotional intelligence. Um, the words that we choose, the thoughts that we choose. Um, a is about attachment parenting. So it actually being an easier way, more convenient way to parent by following our instincts instead of trying to fight against them. And then M is managing expectations. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's the a, last one is really so, <laughs> that's a really that's important cool. thing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as Hayden mentioned, mm-hmm. you uh, have the health coach health coach certification through the Dr. Sears Wellness mm-hmm. Institute. Um, I'm curious, how have you used that? So you you're able to put those little letters behind your name, and um, how uh-huh. how does that uh, how has that uh, benefited you with your mission? Well, um, the nutritional component, I like, I always knew that that was important. Before becoming a mom, I was really involved in the fitness industry. So that was my passion. I wanted to be a personal trainer. And so I worked, I worked in that area and I thought I ate well <laughs> until I became a mom and feeling the way that I felt. So I took 
the training and then applied what I learned and that changed everything for me. And so I became so passionate about putting the, these principles that we learned in the training into practice supporting parents with these early days of parenthood. Got it, got it. Well, let's get into our first question, and um, I'm thinking you're going to be all over this, but uh, this is a nine-month-old who, I'm just going to read it, uh, baby, wakens three to eight times a night and won't settle back to sleep unless mom nurses him. By the time I get get him back to sleep, he's awake about 30 minutes later, leaving me exhausted. My husband tries to help, but the baby only wants meat. It started at five months old. That was four months ago. So they've been doing this mm-hmm. for four months. Uh, when I brought br- mm-hmm. when I brought him into bed, sleeping with me. Prior to that, he slept in a bassinet next to me. I don't have the heart to let him cry it out. What else can I do? And does he still need to nurse mm-hmm. this much at night? So exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that, how many moms out there? <laughs> it's uh, we've been there. We were right, there as yeah. a family. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, and I think you're uh, one of the reasons I am happy to be talking to you because I think you offer a a very nice um, uh, an alternative between the the harsh just lock them in the room and let them cry yeah. uh, versus just let them crawl all over you and 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 mom never gets to ever sleep the rest <laughs> of her life. So what what would what kind of advice would you have for this mom? <laughs> um so yeah, the n- 9 months like most of most of the tired moms come to me there's like key times and 9 months is one of those times where it's just like I think it peaks. <laughs> Things mm-hmm. peak and that's because they're going through developmental some people say sleep regression. I prefer to think of it as uh, developmental progression because they're moving forward, they're advancing, and the power and the words that we choose impacts our whole lens of how, how we see the situation. So nine months, a lot is going on. Like, they're preparing to walk. Um, so they are going to be more restless. Um, they are going to... It's kind of like a yin and yang as they prepare to move away. Like, not move out of the house, but <laughs> move away like walk. They're also that's balanced with separation anxiety to keep them safe. That's nature's design. So, yeah, it's totally normal that this happens. And a lot of even sleep trainers won't recommend doing sleep training during this time because it is such a difficult time. They do tend to get much more upset more quickly when changes are um, foisted upon them. Um, So... (laughs) I like that. That, you know, that... Yeah. You mentioned um, you mentioned it, thinking of it as normal, and I think even just if you mm-hmm. can reassure a parent, look, this this, this is not <laughs> it, you know, we can almost predict this, expect this, mm-hmm. and it's not going to last forever. Uh, I think that's one of the mm-hmm. things as a parent, as a tired parent, it, you, you kind of get into the mindset, oh my gosh, this is this is not ever going to get better. And, yeah. and, and knowing a problem's going to last maybe a couple of weeks versus a couple of years makes all the difference in mm-hmm. the world. It really does. It helps, and that normal. When you normalize something, it helps diffuse that negative energy, and I think then you can really settle yes. into, okay, is there really a problem? No. So mm-hmm. if there's not a problem, mm-hmm. I don't have to like desperately try to find a fix, but instead find a way of mm-hmm. of dealing with the current situation. Yeah. So let's. Um. Mm-hmm. So maybe not at nine months. You said even the hardcore sleep mm-hmm. trainers w- would not 
uh, recommend trying some some hardcore training at this age. Uh, suppose uh, yeah. we get through that stage, or maybe it was before that stage. Uh, let's talk about your kind of gentle uh, sleep training techniques. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't actually do any form of behavior modification when it comes to the baby or the toddler. But I will work with the parent to kind of answer their own questions, and ultimately, they can make an informed and empowered choice. I'm not ever going to tell them what, well, there are a couple times I will tell them exactly what to do, but usually those are like the black and white, like when we talk about nutrition and that kind of thing. But as far as like the child, I mean, there's so many factors that come into play in, in and affect why a baby or a child or a preschooler or a teenager would wake up a lot. And so, like, we have to talk about all of those things and also why specifically is it a problem. And I'll always say, like, you know, if, you're, if your problem could be solved tomorrow, what is the, like, what is the goal behind the goal? Like, I want my baby to wake up less at night so that what? And then, like, fill in that blank because that's when we can really get some solutions going because what comes out of that might be, you know what? They end up talking about things like losing myself as a woman or my relationship with my partner, and then we can really solve the, the core problem. So I hope that answered you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You know, one thing this kind of came to mind is at, uh, at this nine months. Uh, age is often, you know, you mentioned nutrition earlier, and um, mm-hmm. this is often an age that maybe kids are becoming, unless they're really good eaters, you know, some of their iron stores that they were born with are starting to dwindle, unless, in, and they might be starting to maybe be anemic. If mom, you know, mom, um, her own levels of omega-3s might be dwindling and, and she's giving it all to the baby mm-hmm. and the breast milk and, and mm-hmm. that might be started unless she's supplementing and maybe, you know, by nine months, mom mm-hmm. is kind of given up on her prenatals and, and may not be on, yeah. uh, may not be eating a lot of fish, uh, oily fish or on a uh, omega, omega supplement. Um, and so that's, that could you know, if if people are starting to become omega deficient, you might start uh, seeing some issues like that. So that's one, maybe one nutritional yeah. point. I always try to, at nine months at the checkups, okay, let's make sure we're getting uh, yeah. getting our levels up there. Absolutely, I think it's so. What a gift that your your patient that you can talk to them about those kinds of things because a lot, you know, a lot of times we really have to advocate for ourselves to get that kind of information about. You're like, what are my omega levels? And sometimes people don't know to ask that. So mm-hmm. it's so important. And even yeah. something, you know, like hydration, mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking more water too. Sure, sure. No, I actually just sent off my omega levels. Uh, te- oh, you to, got to them tested? It, yeah, I'm going to oh, see cool. where it is. And uh, we'll see. We'll that's see where great. it's at. But all right. Well, that's good stuff. Let's move on to another one. And the thing, this thing is, I think, a little more, a little simpler question. Um, this is a two and a half year old is moving a ton in their sleep, and mom is wondered if it, wondering if it's a sign of a problem, nutritional deficit, or does the child need to go see a chiropractor? Um, one of my kids was a very active sleeper, and she, my daughter, 25 mm-hmm. years ago, she's 25 now. She was, uh, you know, we did the sleep sharing, and um, at some point she was pretty darn active. Uh. And, uh, and even our 
our now 13-year-old, she's been sick for a couple of days home from school. And two nights ago, I was displaced to the guest room, and mom and and her uh, <laughs> shared the bed. And mom hardly slept because our 13-year-old was quite active. And I and I said, well, uh, uh, Jess, that's my wife's name. Um, did you just try putting some pillows between you? <laughs> you know, because then you know if there's pillows, you know, between you under uh-huh. the covers, then it's kind of like a, buffer. Like a little buffer. Yeah. And, and we used to do that mm-hmm. for our little one uh, when she was in bed with us. We, um, but I would got I got some of those swim noodles. All right, oh, just yeah. those thin because a big pillow that takes up a lot of the bed, yep. you know. But I got just the kind of the bigger little swim noodles, and I actually put um, to make it a little heavier and a little more rigid. I put a um, a broomstick down the middle hole. You know, mm-hmm. there's a little center mm-hmm. hole. I just kind of made it more mm-hmm. rigid with a uh, a little broomstick handle, and kind of that was a little, a little lane marker I called it, yeah. and you just put one on either side mm-hmm. of the of the of a little you know nine month old one year old, and uh, it kind of kept her from. You know, the hand maybe would go up on the on the noodle, but it would never make it across. You mm-hmm. know, and the you know Leah, her it's her little Leah, she would kind of <laughs> maybe roll into it, but she would never get over it. Yeah, you know, and that and that was made a huge difference. Yeah, uh, to keep us all happy mm-hmm. and and sleeping a little better. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. So, but um, you know, I, I in terms of being an active sleeper in any nutritional deficit, I don't, I don't know of any specific things that yeah, would make that, that happen. I think some people are just more yeah. active sleepers. So Yeah. Um, I'm an active sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Our> family, <laughs> so our this is Matt, by the way. Um our family still sleep shares, bed shares with my four year old son and um he's an active sleeper and one of our favorite memories <laughs> is just Every once in a while, he'll he'll kind of talk in his sleep a little bit. He'll sit up and <laughs> spout something, maybe from a dream he was just having. But it's always so cute. But two nights ago, my wife was was uh, feeling sick, and uh, she was having a rough night, tossing and turning, and having some anxiety. And in the middle of the night, he started humming Brahms' lullaby. Oh, weird! In his sleep, Aww. in his sleep, he was still sleeping, but he was humming it, and it was the most precious <laughs> moment. Ever. Oh, oh that's good. super cute. That's I, can so almost, I, can, I can almost hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How that's funny. Dad sings that. He still yeah. he still sings that <laughs> when he yeah, holds a baby. Does, yeah. Go to sleep, go to sleep, yeah. go to sleep, my little baby. That's yeah, he, he makes up words. Yeah. Are those the real words? <laughs> no, he, those are his words. Well, you brought it. You brought. You kind of could lead us into our next question, Matt. And and this is. A question from oh, it just went away. This, this new phone with my face ID. I'm getting used to it, by the way. <laughs> Good. Um, I don't have the old touch. Um, okay, what to do when parents don't agree on sleeping arrangements? Mm. Specifically, the father ah. father does not want a bed share. Now, Matt, you just reflected on your four year old being you know, bed sharing with him, and it, and you sounded very positive. It mm. sounded like this is a great, mm-hmm. a good thing. Is it mostly a good thing? It's. You know, and it works in our family. It is mostly a good thing. Yeah, yeah there are some times where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just want to go sleep in the other room or something. But <laughs> and then I'd miss out on all these precious moments. Yeah, that. right. And and, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, and they, different families they kind of come at this from very different 
mm-hmm. different directions. And some dads, uh, it's often the dad that maybe you know didn't want to do it in the beginning. And so when you have maybe a, a, a two-year-old and they're still in bed and dad can get quite resentful, yet, Matt, you're here with a four-year-old and, and you're embracing the joy, joyful moments of parenting that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. realizing that it's probably going to come to an end pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. already started talking about, mm-hmm. oh, I want a big boy bed kind of thing. And so, I mean, so we're going to probably start introducing that pretty Which soon. Which is mm-hmm. kind of cool as opposed to you trying to kick him out. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna be the one, yeah. Dad, I want a Star Wars bed. <laughs> but, um, Ooh, that'd be fun. But let's maybe talk about, you yeah. know, for the, the families that they aren't in on the same yeah. page. Mm-hmm. And um, and that can be a problem, especially if you have a needy child that's going to maybe, when they're younger, keep you up or have you up several, several uh-huh. many times at night. And, and maybe mom, for mom's sanity, she needs to be closer to the baby because it's, you know, our first child, uh, instead of, you know, mom walking down the hallway to the nursery four or five times at night, uh, she found it much easier to just kind of half wake up, roll over, and in nurse and everybody go, kind of goes back to sleep mm-hmm. and uh, uh-huh. and luckily she had a husband me that was supportive and mm-hmm. happy and if I had a big day the next day I I went into the the guest room no problem hey you mm-hmm. know every you know I, it was my choices were either mm-hmm. not sleep next to my wife yeah. <laughs> who's going to be up a lot or get a good night's sleep and be happy and and that was our solution to make it not a problem and make it a joyful thing but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do we maybe, uh, how do we counsel that family that yeah, is well, not on the same page? I'm curious yeah. what you'd say, Brandy. Yeah, and again, there we go with, with this whole sleep stuff being a catalyst for so much. Like, it can it can force you to really look at things like self-care and communication with your partner. So, I actually have a whole blog post on this specifically um, called Parenting Through Conflict. Um, but, like, anything where... Emotions are high, stakes are high, is, you know, an opportunity for connection or conflict. So when there's a situation that's kind of big, like how are we going to handle sleep, discipline is another one, eating is another one, um, the best thing to do is to, like, first of all, before you're even having a conversation, you need to look at, like, how how are you treating your partner? <laughs> because sometimes we can be especially I have to say like me as a mom, like I found myself in the early days being very prescriptive, very directive, very bossy with how, with with telling my husband how to parent. And so like recognizing that how, you know, and then the conversation in a safe moment where no, the kids aren't running around you, (laughs) they are asleep or you're on a date and you can actually have um, a good conversation about like what is, the problem and you know maybe the partner is feeling displaced or maybe they aren't getting a good night's sleep and we can find that underlying issue and address that creatively collaboratively instead of like it has to be my way and I have to convince them that it has to be my way because ultimately you're both parenting this child so you do both have a say and how this goes so it's important that that decision is respectful and that both partners are on the same page. That's great. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that. You know, sometimes uh, the sleeping arrangement that works, and and um, I'll, I'll point. You know, as as soon as I say that, I you know a lot of our I'll talk to people on you know parent parents, and they'll say, oh, your your books say you have to sleep 
you know, you have to mm-hmm. bed share. And <laughs> our books, our books don't, don't say, that. say that. Our <laughs> books say, do yeah. what works for you. And mm-hmm. I know many of these sleep arrangements, exactly. they're kind of, you kind of figure them out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when uh-huh. I, before my kids came around, my wife was, or her attitude was, uh, there's no way in heck our <laughs> kids are sleeping with us. And, and she, she was marrying uh-huh. a Sears. And, uh, you know, she, it was already in the books with the bed sharing and whatnot. And she even said, if you think we're sharing a bed with our babies, you, got to, you better do some rethinking. And um, you know, the moment the baby's born, uh, things changed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it yeah. really didn't take very long for mom to realize that um, for her and for us, that was, that's what was going to uh-huh. work. And, um, you know, so... So kind of knowing that uh, if if both parents can, okay, maybe we won't. Is that, you, is that a smoke alarm? Cooking? Smoke. Sounds like a, a there was, anyway. Yeah, my husband must be cooking. Oh, how funny. <laughs> oh, great. tell me you're not cooking some nice warm chili during oh, the snowstorm. <laughs> it's yeah. some warm soup, isn't it? Dang it. Exactly. Right. Literally, you are in the middle of a blizzard up there. I'm so jealous. He really is. So, um, Brandon, well, that's one of the things I love about your approach. It's, it's. It has to fit the person, the individual, and it's uh-huh. not just this cookie cutter thing that you have to follow. It really helps parents um, delve into their own situation and really get down yes. to their own needs. So, uh-huh. so then you can find the solution that actually will move their life forward. I really, really like that. And I specifically with that last question we were talking about, if people want to read this blog post or even reach out to you for more further connection or coaching, if they have really something they want to talk through with you or um, join your your dream um, your dream method approach a class or and stuff you do, how can they best reach mm-hmm. out to you? Um, so if you go to the website brandyhadfield.ca, um, there is all the contact um, form is within that, um, so it's pretty easy. I mean, you can go into Facebook or Instagram and, and send me a message there as well. Okay, and okay, what's we'll, a, put a, we'll have to put a link because yeah, we'll just, put a link because I'm not sure how field. to. I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> is there? there there's a name though. I, uh, your Instagram. What's the name you know, of your Instagram? You know, we, people can she follows find. us, so we can maybe. Follow tag her, her in yeah. today's yeah. post oh, yeah. so people can find you. Totally. Let's. I want to go back real quick though. You mentioned you said the words displaced dad, mm-hmm. and uh, I, uh-huh. you know, um, that's often a problem. You know, if the dad's feeling displaced, um, you know, then he's like, wait a minute, I married this this love of my life, and now I've been displaced uh-huh. by the mm-hmm. the new love of her life with this little baby. And uh-huh. you know, part of that is just that's how life works. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the ways we kind of, uh, I know I mentioned sometimes I just go into the guest room, but at some point we had a, a, a room, and this was in medical school, and we had this kind of old old flat we lived in, but the bedrooms were kind of uh, big, but we were poor. So, <laughs> so we, we literally just kind of bought two mattresses. Actually, now I remember we had been given a queen bed for mm-hmm. our wedding, but we quickly realized that does not work with a new baby. <laughs> a new baby. So we bought a just kind of cheap king mattress. Uh-huh. And so in our bedroom, we literally had two two uh-huh. beds. Uh-huh. Two. We had the mommy baby mm-hmm. uh, queen mattress, mm-hmm. and then we had the mommy daddy king mattress, kind of catty corner to it. You know, mom could almost kind of, kind of roll from mm-hmm. bed to bed. And that was... We did that for a couple of months. That was amazing because yeah. then, you know, baby would be asleep, mm-hmm. she'd roll over, we'd snuggle and have our time, and it was great. And then, oh, you know, if baby woke up, mom would kind of roll back over, and every, and that was a, an arrangement we mm-hmm. just kind of stumbled into, and uh, and it mm-hmm. worked It worked really well for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways. Well, yeah, I found is- in, the, in the baby. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no go, you, ahead. go ahead. In the baby sleep book by your dad. Well, you probably have. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's co- yeah I co-authored that one. Awesome. Yeah, the, the illustration in that is so realistic. And that was like so validating for me because we have these expectations in these nurseries and how they're supposed to look. And the, the illustration showing like all of the different seasons of sleep, I thought that was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, are we uh, anything else? We could, uh, Brandy, I think this has been really, really, really good. And um, we're what? Gonna... It, yeah. Have we talked about much about sleep and nutrition? I know that's, that's one of Brandy's specialty because she's you know has so much expertise mm-hmm. on sleep and she's also a certified health and wellness coach so I would love it Brandy if you have any kind of tools or tips you can leave parents that has to do with nutrition and sleep whether it's for the baby mm-hmm. or even for for us I know <laughs> Brandy and I spent some time together about six months ago we were we were on um we were, we were at a conference <laughs> together <laughs> and I was having sleep issues so um so, which is interesting, because I think throughout our life, we always, yeah. no matter what age, you're always going to go through seasons of sleep issues, and nutrition really can yeah. play a huge part in that. So, I would love for you to, to kind of talk about that a little. Yeah, yeah. I want, yeah, I just wanted to share with all you parents, like, you know, Hayden is is the reason that I found, a big reason why I found my path and is because of... Um, what's been written about her as a baby, and then we're together at this conference, and she's and she's saying, "Oh, I slept so terribly; I could not stay asleep last night." And I'm like, "Isn't that funny?" Like, just goes to show you how we are always. The sooner we can let go of any attachment of sleeping through the night, the easier our life will be. Because the reality is, <laughs> they're going to be forty years old and still sleeping mm-hmm. the night. Really, um, but yeah, like one of the things that you know, I would. Uh, in my classes, in my workshops, I will ask, let's write down everything you ate today. And moms are like, what does this have to do with my baby's sleep, right? But And you can pick, like, today or you can pick yesterday, whichever was better. What did you eat? Like, just write down everything you had from the moment you woke up. And then after they do that, I ask them to circle how many servings of fruit and vegetables did you have and the average would be one and a half. Like, mm. that's my average in, like, years of doing these classes and workshops, one and a half surveys. So, and, you know, we, we know in Canada, we just got a new food guide that's now saying half your, half your plate. I believe that's the same as the United States has changed to, half mm-hmm. your plate of fruits and vegetables. And why is that? Well, we've got stress in our environment. We've got stress nutritionally because of processed foods that we have, that our bodies are having to deal with. And then we've got like the emotional toll of, of this huge life change, becoming a parent. Um, and, you know, right at the time where we're like running the marathon of life and should be fueling ourselves as such, we tend, we put ourselves last and then we wonder why we're struggling so much. So that's been, so then I found out about, encapsulated fruits and vegetables (laughs) Mm -hmm. because parents would say like, well, the reality is I don't have time to prepare. Like, how am I even going to do this? I can't like be cutting up, chopping up all these fruits and vegetables. And, you know, while that's still important, we need to figure out a way to make it really easy. Like something that's a no brainer that like it's not an effort (laughs) to Mm -hmm. get this nutrition to parents that they so desperately need. So, 
So that's been my favorite tool in my toolkit is using Juice Plus, which is the, the plant powders, and Omegas, which um, Dr. Jen was talking about being so critical, especially for breastfeeding moms. It's like the number one nutrition nutrient deficit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. Well, good stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like it. I like that. I know, yeah. Brandy, you teach very specific classes now and then on sleep, on nutrition, on wellness and all of that. And um, do you want to talk about anything coming up that, that our listeners can reach out to you to maybe get involved in? Um, you well, mentioned like a shred. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I've got so much going on right now. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's two events happening tomorrow but uh be too late um so yeah we've got a an online nutrition program coming up that starts on february 4th and that's a gentle family cleanse that's like heavily supported by me and my team so you learn how to get more nutrition into your life um and it's specific to these these families that are so busy so that's getting in february 4th and um, lots of education lots of support and it's totally virtual so we connect through Facebook, and then, and then anyone who's who's looking to meet me in Toronto in person, I've got a parenting program coming coming up in the spring. Um, if you want to become a parent educator with a touch of parenting, oh, wonderful! That's great. So that so that <laughs> thing that the gentle family cleanse that starts on February fourth. This is something that our uh, Brandy is a leader on our Sears Healthy Living team and just helps run these gentle family cleanses, I think uh, monthly. So if you miss us this month, yeah. reach out to us n- next month or any month this, this mm-hmm. year, because um, it's just fantastic. I mean, you take 10 days to really focus on this, but these are tools you are then going to use for the rest of your life. So it's kind of a exactly. jump start, just a, a new rhythm of mm-hmm. eating, a new way of um, of this, and it's for the whole family. It's something that I can do, mm-hmm. and my three kids can do, uh, my grandparents can do. So all of that, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. and I know we also get support from my dad. He he will get on and and talk with with people that are doing the the gentle family cleanse. He'll he'll make videos and we'll post them. So you get a lot of interaction with the Sears family, with personal trainers, with experts that we have on our team and that uh, we're connected with. So. Please reach out to us because we would love to have more people join our gentle family cleanse. Okay, good. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, before we let you go, uh, we're going to um, end with a mom-to-mom moment. Yes. So since we have an amazing mom on the f- on with us, uh, just somebody that I love to talk to and I learned so much from, I would love to invite her to do our mom-to-mom moment this week. Thank you. Um, so my my mom to mom moment is about something I call lifestyle optimization, and what that means to me is no longer having an either or approach to life, approach to self care, approach to parenting. So you can absolutely meet the needs of yourself and of your baby toddler, your whole family. Two, it doesn't have to be one or the other. So what can you do? What's one small thing you can do today? Like maybe it's going for a walk and getting some fresh air while you are also wearing your baby for their nap and leaning in and being okay with the fact that they're going to fall asleep on you and you're going to go get yourself a nice tea and breathe and enjoy the beauty around you. 
I love that lifestyle optimization. That's I really really I like, like that. that. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewrite that and use it as a dad a dad to dad moment <laughs> okay. too. Okay. I'm gonna use the same thing. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, this has been a great episode. Thank you for joining us from all the way up in Canada. And um, don't forget, uh, everybody out there, to follow us and find us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, and then on the interwebs, askdrsears.com slash podcast. If you like us, if you're listening, you obviously like us, so if you got to this far, please share it and tell your friends about it, because that's how we grow, and that's how we are able to keep doing this. And we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting, and uh, we hope we helped you through with uh, some of those less joyful moments today. Um, For Hayden Sears and Matt Sears and Brandy Hatfield, I'm Dr. Jim Sears, and we will see you next time.